This is the Industrial IoT Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you education, information, and inspiration, only on market scale. We have seen the emergence of what I call modern Internet of Things. It's really the connectivity piece and the data aggregation piece that is usually missing in the infrastructure right now in the market. Welcome to Market Scale Industrial IoT. I'm your host, Sean Heath. We live in a world of ever-increasing information. Data is being generated at a colossal scale every moment of every day, whether we're awake or asleep. All that data's got to go somewhere, and all that data also has a purpose. Probably one of the most critical factors of any piece of data is being able to protect it and preserve it. And that is something that my guest on the podcast today does with a passion. I, of course, am talking about Lane Leach, Senior Systems Engineer for Pinnacle Business Systems. Lane, how are you today? Hey, good. Thanks, Sean. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to have you on. I want to jump right into this. Can we start off talking about what you deal with on a daily basis in the physical reality of this digital data? Sure. What I do on a daily basis is uh, assist our Pinnacle customers with uh, where they put their data uh, and how they back it up. Um, we'll, uh, we'll implement solutions for customers where we may be moving their data to a more secure location or we may be, do, uh, be doing a technology refresh uh, on, on updated systems and migrating that data from the old to the new. And then finally, uh, we, uh, we may be helping them uh, decide how to best back that up uh, and preserve it uh, should they find themselves in a worst case scenario where they actually have to recover their data. Do we still have to remind people to back up their system critical information? Some we do. You know, there, there are still some uh, who, I, I don't know, maybe giving customers the benefit of the doubt, they get so busy in, in the day-to-day trying to grow their business uh, and, and so focused on their own customer set that maybe it's easy to have what they truly need, which is their data, just slip their mind. But it doesn't take uh, more than a few minutes of, of having that be unavailable uh, to be a quick reminder of how important it really is. Let's take a side street for just a moment to talk about the importance of coming back from a worst case scenario. First, let's talk about a company that lives in a paper physical uh, world. That's where they manage all of their information. Let's say there's the catastrophe of a warehouse fire and all of their documents are gone. The odds are that they have employees that have institutional memory. So they, granted, it'll be a grind, but they'll be able to rebuild. Uh, they'll be able to get functional relatively quickly. Now let's fast forward to a digital company. They lose everything in whatever the cause is, whatever the catastrophe is, whether it's a, a, a system center lightning strike or a flood or some weird ransomware, whatever situation that has literally paralyzed them. There's not a paper document to be found. It seems like if you have backed that up, then easy to get back online. But if you haven't, you might be dead in the water. Yeah, I mean, it it could uh, cripple your business to the point where you may have to go out of business. And, you know, that's not... um, a thought that anybody really likes to spend a lot of time 
you know, thinking uh, a lot about, um, you know, there's different levels of, of protection that, you know, companies can uh, ascribe to or try to, you know, move towards. Um, you know, one of the easiest things that a, a company can do or one of the best things that a company can do is if, if they have infrastructure, uh, computing infrastructure where uh, they have their data residing on in a facility that is not a secured or a bunkered facility, um, they can consider moving that data and that infrastructure onto their own equipment in a co-location facility or onto someone else's uh, equipment in maybe a shared tenant kind of a, a, a process in in a more more like a, a tier four facility which has the the full uh, 2n plus one redundancy with with uh, backup generators and batteries that uh, that cover that brief period between the time when electrical power is lost and the generators come online the batteries span that moment so that that equipment just never loses power. Uh, that equipment resides in, in, a, in a facility that's reinforced with walls that, you know, can withstand 200 mile an hour winds and fire protection systems and, and all of these fully redundant uh, uh, systems and infrastructure where you have your data reside there. And it's, it's, much, it's a much safer environment, uh, helps you sleep better at night knowing that you have those additional degrees of protection managing your data. Now, I know most of us had grandfathers that believed in the concept of hope for the best, prepare for the worst. I'm generally an optimistic guy, so I like to think about best case scenarios. So let's go ahead and turn this podcast positive. Give me an example of proof of concept, best case scenario, and why the backup was the hero of the story. Um, a real world example. Um, I happened to be actually at a, a customer facility in one of our southern territories. It was a hospital, a large regional hospital, and I was there uh, that day to expand the capacity of their backup systems. And while I was there, uh, one of their employees uh, in another part of the hospital, uh, on a on a hospital client workstation, uh, started up her browser, uh, connected out to uh, a, a internet-based mail service, and uh, opened up an email, which uh, was uh, a malware or, or a uh, uh, basic, basically where it, it encrypted, uh, a, started to encrypt files on a mapped network drive to that client uh, workstation. And this customer had monitoring software, which, which detected this happening, but still within about 30 seconds before it could actually shut down and, and lock down that process, there were several thousand files that had been encrypted. And the recovery, in this case, uh, in, this, in this situation, the customer had those files backed up, those files were deleted, uh, and then they were restored uh, where they were from the previous night's backup, uh, and so the customer was in a situation where they, they effectively uh, prevented this, this successful ransomware attack uh, against their data. Um, so uh, backup saved the day in this particular case. Now, we've talked about fire and flood, lightning strikes, and these ransomware attacks, which are they're anticipated but unexpected. You, you don't know when they're going to happen. But there are other trends and events that happen out in the real world that are also influencing 
the need for backups and are making them even more crucial. Can you talk to me a little about some of those events? Well, sure. You know, I just I, I wish uh, I wish that people could could kind of take a perspective every once in a while. And again, you know, wanting to remain positive uh, and, and, you know, be a glass half full kind of a person. Uh, but every once in a while, imagine yourself at the scene of the accident. Imagine yourself in that situation where you are asking yourself, what would I have done differently to prevent myself from getting here? Um, you know, just, just this month in, in October, I think there are close to 50 some counties in the state of California, um, between October 9th and 12th, the, uh, you know, Pacific gas and electric PG and E, uh, because of anticipated winds and wildfires announced that they were going to have scheduled brownouts in 38 of those California counties affecting up to 738,000 of their customers, up to 2 million people. Uh, and again, October 23rd through the 25th, uh, 200,000 customers in 16 counties. And again, just this past weekend, even more recently, uh, because of because of fires, you have the major electrical utility provider making a proactive decision in their case to have power outages. Well, imagine your business being in one of those impacted and affected counties and not having power for several days. Where is your data? Now think about where is your data when you're going to be without power for several days? Is that something your business can withstand? Is that something that, that you can ask your employees to endure? Or should you proactively look and say, hey, maybe I should move my, my data, uh, my equipment inside one of these tier four facilities with the uh, 2N plus one full redundancy? So you would know in advance that this thing's coming, Right. Sure you would. You know, and, and so then the question becomes, can I adjust my, my business schedules? Can I adjust my cycles? Can I adjust my payments? Uh, can I adjust my receivables? How's that going to affect my business financially? How's that going to affect my employees and their families? Uh, all those questions come into effect, even in a scheduled outage. What changes in habits would you like to see? If you could apply a standard list of behaviors. What are a couple of things you would put right at the top of that list? If you could be boss for a day. Let's consider the data as the most important. Uh, still, I, you know, these, in this, even now I, I encounter uh, folks who are more concerned about the equipment than they are with the data, thinking if I have the right equipment, that will solve the majority of my problems. And in many cases, it will solve some of the problems, but the real issue is the data and and not being able to live without it. So if we approach uh, high availability and business continuity from a perspective of the data and not the equipment, let's start there. And then, you know, let's also realize that the amount of uh, the, my ability to recover the systems is going to be based on two things. A recovery point objective, in other words, to which point do I want to recover my data, and then a recovery time objective, or an RTO, how recent do I want that recovery to be? Um, and the, the closer and the shorter those two things are to right now, the more expensive that high availability and business continuity becomes. But there's also some benefits to that. In other words, if, if I have fully redundant systems and I am replicating a system now so that if someone processes an invoice, that process and all of that data gets replicated onto a secondary system, a secondary backup system, that can be 
an expensive infrastructure to implement and an expensive solution to implement. But the other thing that that gives me is I can then maybe run my daily backups on that secondary system so that I don't have to shut down to run a backup on my primary system. I can leave that up and running. So, you know, maybe just a little bit different mindset in, in looking at the cost of, of how much high availability and business continuity is, is going to be. Let's maybe consider it from a perspective of, are, are there benefits that that gives me? Does it even benefit my employees? And then also, how much does it cost uh, how much does it cost me to be without my data? You know, we mentioned earlier the actual physical space that digital data takes up. So when you're deciding what to back up, there are some things that maybe they're um, operational or maybe they're uh, brought in from a different source. How do you decide what's worth saving? Because space is a physical financial concern. Yeah, I think, again, the, the place to start is um, what can I live without? Um, you know, the, the systems that we run on from, from our technology manufacturers, the operating systems, the, the software applications, the patches, much of that is not changing. It's not dynamic. It's static. So those are things that, you know, we can have current copies of, or maybe after we apply patches, we back them up again and we have those things. But what changes on a daily basis my interactions with that data and how that data is being updated. That's what's changing on a data on a daily basis. And when we look to, when we look to backups, we need to not just look at what am I going to back up, but we need to look at what am I going to recover? What do I need to fully recover to make me operational so that people can then begin to access that data again? And, you know, many of our solutions today, most of them for, for, you know, many years now have used a process called deduplication where, uh, the the data which is not changed is identified as having not changed, and the backup process looks at that and says, okay, I don't need to write that again into my backups. I've already got that. I know where it is, and if I need to recover it, I can recover it. But then it looks at data that has changed on a daily basis or since the last backup, and it says, aha, that chunk of data has changed. I need to write that and make sure that I've got that because it has changed. And that whole deduplication process is, is critical to making sure that backups process effectively and efficiently and, and uh, take advantage of some of those savings because it is, you know, disk is expensive. Having that capacity is expensive. So, One interesting thing about this challenge is that you literally have to be living in two points on the same timeline. You have to be thinking ahead to what you want to be able to do in the future if this event happens. And then you also have to be thinking back to all the data and work you did previously that you want to bring with you to that new point in the future. That's kind of surprising. What else would surprise people about this particular challenge? In my opinion, is the, is the personnel resources that are necessary. Certainly, you need to have your, your key technology people that are managing your data and your backup systems for the business involved in being able to recover. But the people that are actually using the data also need to be involved in, in not only just in being available for recovery and for testing and making sure, but also for planning that and for, for, for putting together uh, any organization's business continuity plan or, or high availability planning. The business people, the people that actually use that data and that are dependent on it, the ones who are gonna call the IT department and say, hey, how come this doesn't work? Those are the folks that need to be involved 
in, in the planning of, of the recovery and in, and in the planning of, of the backup and, and the high availability and business continuity as well. It has been my pleasure today to have a conversation with Lane Leach, Senior Systems Engineer for Pinnacle Business Systems. Lane, I would like to say that I want to wish you no outages and no issues, but I don't want to wish you out of business, so I'm kind of torn. Quiet is good. Uh, We like quiet. Lane, thanks so much for taking the time today. I really have enjoyed this. I look forward to having a chance to talk to you again in the future. Thank you, Sean.